Welcome to another episode of There's a System to This Madness podcast. I am your host, Osaze Shabazz. Today is October 17th, 2020. Let's get right into it. One of the things that I had this discussion with another person, we were talking about um, what's the issues with the Democrat versus the Republicans, pretty much like the Biden campaign versus the Trump campaign. And I think, you know, I've always said that Democrats are weak. And that might be kind of harsh, but I believe that we tend to be harsh on the ones that we love or I won't even say love, support who we're rooting for because we can't understand why don't they fight back the way they're being being fought against. Like one of the things that I've noticed with Donald Trump, not so much as the Republican Party, but Donald Trump himself versus Joe Biden and the Democrats. People fail to realize that Donald Trump only focuses on one centralized group. He knows that group inside and out. And if anybody else outside the group catches on all well and good but trump focuses on that one group you know the media has you know deemed him as you know the uneducated the uninformed but they are his core supporters these are the majority of people at his rallies these are the majority of people that follows his every word and he is he is committed to them in what I'd see as a respectful leader. I mean, is he misleading them? Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. But he's committed to them because they allow for him to mislead him. He takes them for granted. Without a doubt. But at the same time, he is committed to focusing on what they want to hear. Whereas the Democrats and Joe Biden, when you're dealing with an intelligent mass of people, there's there's different sectors. I mean, there's white Democrats, there are black Democrats, there's educated Democrats, there's uneducated Democrats, there's suburban Democrats, there's the urban Democrats, it's blue-collar Democrats. Why? Donald Trump is not, he's, he, he's not doing that. He's not even thinking, he's, he's not even thinking like that. I mean, when you, you think about, let's, let's go back to the VP debates. You know, everybody was saying how Senator Harris, you know, if there's such a thing, 
she won the debates. And I believe that the Trump campaign realized this. But before you can even get a talking point started, Donald Trump is on Fox News the next day. And he's spreading rhetoric in regards to like, you know, calling Senator Harris a monster, calling her evil. You know, he goes, he literally goes on the Rush Limbaugh show. Because, you know, he at this point, you know, he's still somewhat isolated. But he goes on Rush Limbaugh show for two hours and just promoting all these talking points. He's, you know, he's focusing on his group. I mean, even, even during the Rush Limbaugh program, you know, he's making statements that nobody's even talking about. When he's saying stuff like, uh, you know, he just says, Iran, he basically says to Iran, if they fuck with us, they're going to feel something that they never felt before. I mean, you know, and see, when he makes statements like this, this is getting his base riled up, you know, just out of the blue. He's like, he calls LeBron James a hater. Just, you know, nothing, nothing merits this, but his centralized group, that's what they want to hear. And that's what he gives them. So, and of course, the media, they follow him. So all of the points that Senator Harris made, all of the positive statements that was made on her, by her on the behalf of the Biden campaign, it just, it basically got washed away. I mean, it's, it's a week ago and I'm sitting there thinking, what, what did I really gain from it? I mean, you know, no tax on people that make less than 400,000, uh, talk about stacking the Supreme court, you know, all, you know, but it's like, it's, it's mired and I'm not, you know, it's not saying that I follow anything Trump says, but of course, when he says stuff like this, you're like, huh? And it stick and it sticks in your mind. Now we go to the Democrats and Joe Biden and, you know, he's doing, he's doing a battle rap ad. And I'm thinking, really? I'm like, your campaign came up with this? I mean, to hire a group of rappers and y'all just have a battle rap ad? Because it's like you have to appease all groups. And I'm like, you really don't have to do that because there's a core group of Democrats that you could say some things that even if it don't benefit a person directly, they get the gist. They get the concept. At this point, 
I think people in this country just want decency. I think a gerbil can run for president right now. And people are like, you know, that gerbil got a, a decent platform. It makes sense. I think I can, I'll, 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 I'll try to support this gerbil. But when I see the Biden campaign, and I mean, you know, right now, he's leading. Now, of course, that's why, you know, Trump, of course, they got to get on there. They got to spew their rhetoric immediately because Joe Biden has a commanding lead. But we all know, you know, we don't we don't do popular vote. We do electoral college. So, you know, you still can't rest on your laurels. But it's still it, it, it makes me think back to when Barack Obama was president. And to me, I felt that he just put so much emphasis on gaining the support for the individual, the group of individuals that did not vote for him. And I'm thinking, why are you, why is he wasting so much time trying to draw, trying to draw these people in? You got a group of people that just, they were just plumb dumb. You know, he's not a U.S. citizen. Because half of them didn't know that Hawaii was a state and didn't take the time to look it up or back then following the rhetoric of Donald Trump. And you're trying to capitulate to these people? You know, both terms. You win two terms and you still spending time with trying to unify with these people. And I'm thinking Joe Biden is not doing that per se, but he's just trying to basically capitulate to each person, each group. And I'm like, you can't, you really can't do that. If there's a group of people that are just have a sense of common decency and say, hey, I'm going to put this in place. I'm going to support this. We're not going to get rid of that. You know, we're going to we're going to do there. We're going to do things like we're going to wear masks during the pandemic. We're going to focus on global warming. These things are centralized. These things, there are individuals that just simply believe that they can get behind this. And these are the people that you, you focus on. Now, if you're in a certain area, a certain group, yeah, you can say, hey, you know, if you all come out, I can do blah, 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 blah. Okay, all well and good. But when you're trying to appease black people, then you got to go and appease white people. And then there's the rural area. The, you know, so, something like, I'm going to drop student loans, um, um, the fees for student loans. <laughs> 
you probably got, I mean, again, that's not going to appeal to the Trump supporters because based on what the, his population group is, they're uneducated. So, like, they don't care. So when somebody like Bernie Sanders was saying it and Joe Biden is saying it, why would you even try to appeal to a Trump-based person? They, they didn't go to college. So they don't know. They don't understand. They ain't even thinking about that for their own kids. So why would you even try to appeal to that? Let them go. Find things that decent, upstanding American citizens all believe in and focus on that. And make those ideals your central ideals. At this point, don't even focus on trying to win over Trump supporters. If they hadn't converted over by now, they, they ain't going to do it. It's just, let's be real, let them go. And when you come into office, don't look back. Don't make the mistake that Barack Obama did. He kept looking back at him, trying to pull him in. No, man, fuck these people. Let them go. Because when they boy go down, they're going to be grumbling. They're going to kick the can. They're going to be mad. They're going to, you know, he, he's, he's going to cry. He's going to say, it's, you know, we need a recount. There's no way I should have lost. And I mean, I'm really thinking, you know, he has to really win by a landslide. And even if he did that, I still believe he's going to contest it. And he's getting his supporters geared up for that. But what people fail to realize is not really that many of them. Yeah, you see the rallies he's on. He's doing one or two rallies every week. And you see it's filled up. They outside. And what you're not realizing is that these places don't hold that many people. So it's not as many people as you think. Yeah, he got, you know, he got the undercover supporters, but overall, no, it's, it's, it's not as many, it's not as many as you think. And if you look at what's going on with early voting, I mean, them lines, I mean, I, speaking of myself, I already did my early voting. I did it last Tuesday. I was outside for nearly five hours. In fact, due to my health condition, I was getting texts from my doctors because they can monitor my heart rate through my phone and then it sends them information. I'm getting calls saying, you know, how my heart rate is going up. What am I doing? And, it, you know, basically indicating, hey, you're standing still, but your heart rate's going up. I'm like, well, I'm standing outside in this hot-ass sun. And, I mean, it got to the point. It was, it, it, was, it was getting there. It was getting there. And pretty much I made it. I cast that vote. I feel better. But when I look at... Stories of people standing in line for 11 hours, you know, um, and you, you know that early voting, mailing voting, 
all these things, they benefit the Democrats. I mean, let's be real. That's why that's why Republicans fight so hard to to limit it. If it benefited Republicans and most places are controlled by Republicans, it'll be it'll be every day. You'll have multiple polling places. I mean, you know, when I think about where I live at and they had limited number of polling places open, and I think of some place like where the you know Texas, where the governor was limiting one polling station for certain counties, and there were counties like where Houston is at, and I mean probably three times the size of a county where I live at, and I mean you only have one place open. You know, to my understanding, uh, one of the judges overruled it, so you know, hopefully they'll get that straightened out. But I can only imagine. But again, Republican want to hinder people from voting. And I know like in Georgia, it's already stated, you know, you hear terms like, you know, record numbers for the first day, for the first week. All this benefits Democrats. And so, you know, we ain't even gotten to election day yet. And like I said, in Georgia, this is the first week. We still got two more weeks left. So, I mean, hey, you know, I, you want to say you can easily see a landslide because that's really what it's going to take. And, I, you know, and I shouldn't say that's what's going to take to convince the Trump supporter because he already got him geared up to believe that something's going to go wrong. But... I believe that the American people that voted against Trump or that are against Trump, when they see a landslide, they're going to give them, it will give them the sense that, yeah, this is real. This was no fluke. This is who the people wanted. Somebody other than Trump, in this case, Joe Biden. So I believe that this this is what it's going to it's going to take. And I believe without a doubt, it's gonna it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be no contest. Of course they're gonna try to make it into a contest and contest it and all that type of stuff. You know, but you know, even like when you hear Donald Trump still you know talk about stuff like herd immunity. And, you know, want to come up with this concept. And I don't, I don't even think his supporters even understand what he's saying. You know, herd immunity. This is basically where they, you know, where the concept is to allow for pretty much 60% of the American population just, just allow for them to get sick. Which, you know, with this with with this virus, which, you know, 350 million something people, 60%. So you're basically saying that's that's it's just over 200 million people that you are just gonna allow for them 
to just purposely get sick. And this is nothing but a cold word, a cold term of exterminating the weak. And see, the people that's going to be affected by this are individuals that already have pre-existing condition. People with diabetes, people with hypertension, people with sickle cell, with certain forms of cancer. And I mean, it don't take a genes to figure out which ethnic group in this country will be mostly affected. So it's like, you know, when you say, like I said, 60% of the population, so let's say 60% of the African-American population. I mean, based on the census, is what, roughly 50 million of us? So we're talking about maybe 30, 35 million being affected. And how many out of that actually is going to survive if they are infected? Come on, you do the numbers. I mean, this is this is what the president of the United States is asking for. And people still, people don't understand. It, it, it amazes me how people, you know, particularly black people, can be manipulated, bought and sold for virtually nothing. You know, when, you know, even just going to this whole stimulus package. Now, you know, all of a sudden, Donald Trump wants to release a stimulus package. You know, he wants Speaker Pelosi and the Democrats to sign off. This, this package is so terrible that the Republican Party don't want anything to do with it. But see, what Donald Trump is doing and what he's saying, let me try to send you all some money or even say, I can send you some money as if to say, I can send you this money out, but if you don't elect me, you're not going to get the money. You know, because see, this is, this is the naive of people when he's sitting there saying, I'm going to give you this if you vote for me, which in a way that's, that's almost bribing people for their votes. But what is more asinine to the concept when he says his money, I'm going to give you this check. I'm going to give, you know, his signature can be on the check so you can see it. Because he knows that there are people that are so naive, they'll believe that. He's going to give you tax dollars. I mean, <laughs> that's like if, if I broke into your house and steal your stuff, steal your money, and then give you back some of your money and your stuff, and then tell you to praise me 
congratulate me for doing this. I mean, this is, this is how it, that's, that, as, as silly as that sounds, this is exactly what he's trying to do. But what he's not telling you is that he's just skimming off the top of unemployment benefits. Once you get another stimulus check, the unemployment benefits will be reduced by roughly about $200. But see, again, if you're not reading, if you're not keeping up with that, you're crippling yourself. I mean, it's people you got, you got to wake up. You got to wake up and see the desperation of what this man is doing. Well, I'm going to call it a day. Just had to vent a little bit on this Saturday evening. Yeah, I'm going to call. I was, going, I was looking at something. Yeah, we're going to wrap this up. As always, please love to hear your comments, love to hear your questions, love to hear your corrections. Always look forward to it. Also follow my Facebook page where I put question statement on there as well. A lot of stuff that I speak about is on there. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Please follow me, follow me, follow me. And like I said, Look forward to your comments. Either way, this has been another episode of There's a System to This Madness. I am Osaze Shabazz. Until next time, God bless. Please stay safe. <laughs>